Hey guys, welcome back to Sports Talk with C. Your girl is back with another episode. And on this episode, first up, we'll have an interview with pro baller Dontarian Wright. And then we will discuss in the Great Way segment all about Elena Della Don. But before we begin, let's take a small break. Welcome back, guys. Next up, I got to chop it up with pro baller, author of a great book called The Push to be great, a girl dad, and just a kid from Memphis. Introducing Dontarian Wright. Thank you, Dontarian, for coming on Sports Talk with C. No problem, no problem, it's an honor. Thank you, thank you, really do appreciate it. So tell me what it was like growing up in Memphis. <laughs> growing up in Memphis is different from uh, other places. As we can see now, Memphis is probably looked at as one of the worst spots to visit or live. But to me, it was a great experience because sports is big here. And with me being an athlete and growing up in poverty, it kind of taught me a whole lot other than just the bad side of the city. Mm -hmm. Taught me how to survive, how to budget, how to count, how to be uh, competitive, how to be independent, you know. So what was the importance of playing a sport, basketball, in, in uh, your youth? Uh, really, I played football in my youth. Ooh. I started playing basketball out of ninth grade. So my first love was football, and I was real good at it. And it was one of them things that I always went with a football everywhere I went. Uh, I stayed in some apartments, so they used to go to the big field, and we played with big kids. And it was just a good thing. It was a big community thing. Mm -hmm. It was a it was a big community thing, and we just kept on going and having fun. And then after that, uh, I started playing, like I said, literally in middle school, and I was good at it. Just when I got to high school, certain things happening. That's when basketball came. So were you, were you, did you play running back, receiver? Did you, what did played, you do? In middle school, it was receiver, okay. quarterback, a uh, little bit of linebacker. Literally, you know, it was off of your weight. Mm -hmm. So I was a little bit overweight, so I had to play linebacker and tight end and certain things like that. Oh, so was you nice in football too? Yeah, I was real good in like <laughs> I got a lot of trophies. I had a lot of trophies. <laughs> of course, I broke them because I was little, but had a whole lot of trophies in football. I know that's right. Did, at, when you were playing football, did you want to be in the NFL at the time? I did. <laughs> that was my dream, going to the NFL. Yeah. So you got into high school. Um, what made you switch to playing basketball? So I wanted to go to this football team, the high school called Wyatt and High. They was real good. But I was from over the track, so I had to get an optional program. Unfortunately, the optional program was too full. So then I went to the neighborhood school, which was Fairly High School, which is the high school I went to and graduated from. And they was a little more known with basketball. I went to one of the winners coaches in the city. And when I got there, they told the football coach told me it was too late. So I went and tried out for the basketball team and finally made it. Not to mention that I tried out for basketball out of middle school and never made it. Not sixth grade, seventh grade. Eight. <laughs> they wasn't feeling so, your basketball skills? <laughs> nah, so during the neighborhood, I just played a little more. and They started seeing the potential of the, the hard work in me and mm -hmm. it went from there. So I seen in, uh, I was also reading that you were very, like with academics, you was like AP honor roll. Yeah, so in high school, in high school, they, I was good at math, but I wasn't good at English. So I took a lot of AP and honors classes in high school. Then went to college. 
it was more like a promise to my grandma and mom, like, I'm gonna make sure I get my degree. So like two semesters in college, I made all A's. One semester was when I tore my ACL, like I just dedicated myself. And then the other, the other semester was my last semester in college. I made all A's. I just had to prove to myself that I could do it while still playing basketball as well, just to give something to the community and to the children. Like not all athletes are dumb or not all athletes, you know what I'm saying? Want to just take the easy way out. Right, right. So how can you emphasize how important it is to keep that student athlete a big part of your college career? Uh, making yourself better than the next man. Every, if you think about it, everybody want to make it, but who can say they can make it uh, by doing their work other than letting people hand you everything? Mm-hmm. And I feel like all, every if you hear every college athlete, they, they first thing is I'm different from them or I'm different from them. But you do a lot of the same things that other athletes do. So how is you different? So me doing my work was making me different from my teammates and other athletes because they kept on trying to just do enough to pass. And I was trying to do enough to excel. I know that's right. Um, so you said that you had stated your, um, you tore your ACL? Yeah, I tore my ACL like my sophomore year on the court in college. So how did you get through playing, like being on a team, getting an injury, also keeping up your grades? Like what was your mental going into that situation and how did you overcome if you had those type of issues? Uh, At first, first it was real hard. Uh, It was a lot of crying nights when I tell myself because I had just started playing. So my freshman year, I didn't play a lot. I had just started playing and I told myself, so I, to be honest, I was traumatized. I was scared. I cried a whole lot because I was thinking about all the NBA players that tore the ACL. But, you know, I'm a man of God. So God has saved me from a lot. And I had best friends and cousins that had died and he just showed me signs and stuff. So I just started locking in more on my destiny and what prophets told me growing up. So mm-hmm. I just had to prove people wrong. Everybody was like, he ain't going to come back strong. He ain't. And I just had to lock in and show them, like, I'm not no quitter, you know what I'm saying? I'm different. And that's, I use different a lot because I really am different. Like from the normal, I feel like from normal kids from my community or guys from my community and from my culture, I'm different. Mm-hmm. I, I go I go 24 hours without sleep to show you that I'm capable of doing something or capable of being successful or add more to my plate to show who I really am. And would you say so that- that's kind of how I got over it. Growing up in Memphis, you know, and did that play a part of you getting through a lot of situations that you faced in college? Yes, growing up in Memphis definitely did because I went to school in college too. So I went to college and played basketball here. So growing up here and having, like I said, some of the best coaches in Little League and high school kind of trained me to face adversity in college or just with life or just seeing my family. Like, like I said, we grew up, I grew up in apartments where they weren't the best of the apartments or sometimes, you know, you deal with difficulties where you didn't have enough. Mm-hmm. It just showed me like, I didn't want that. So I got, I ain't for better. So my siblings won't have it or my children won't have it or my family, you know. Okay. That, when you do it for your family, I was reading that that's who you do it for. Your grandma, I read that as well. I'm a, I'm a grandma girl too. So I know. Yeah, I'm a grandma's boy, definitely. 
I know what that love means. Um, so I want to know you being a player of the game, what makes you the best player on the court? Uh, I'm the best player on the court. Uh, not to, I don't want to say just the best player on the court because I let a lot of folks tell me that. Mm -hmm. But what makes me, I feel like the best player is because I'm the hardest working player on the court. I go to Planet Fitness, lift, then go to the gym, get some shots up, go play basketball, and I can do it without eating, just fluids and snacks. And they be like, how you do it? But that's because I train my body to do it. So it would really be because I'm the hardest working guy that a lot of people will ever meet. That's what made me the best. I know that's right. <laughs> um, and you played overseas, correct? Yeah, I played overseas. What would you uh, say? Played in the Caribbean's last in 2019. And how was, okay. So what would you say was the toughest part? And what would you say would be the difference in style of play and playing in America compared to playing overseas? Uh, the toughest part in the Caribbean is when your family going through something, you can't do nothing to help other than pray for them and try to keep them positive because you're so far away. Mm -hmm. uh, the best thing of it is when you're doing what you're supposed to, they treat you like LeBron over there. Oh, wow. Uh, the difference between playing over there and over here is depends on which country you're at. You have so much limit to make mistakes. You have to be so perfect because they know that you've been playing your whole life and that you're so much better than that, so much better opportunity, skills, trainers, you know. So mm -hmm. they look for you to carry the team. But when you do that, you're rewarded well or you loved. But sometimes you're blessed with a good owner where even if you have bad games, they understand that you're not perfect. Mm -hmm. And I was so happy to kind of blessed with owners that understood that the couple places I did go. Well, that's lit. And you said you when you were younger, you wanted to be in the NFL. When you started playing basketball, was your dream to play in the NBA? My dream wasn't to play in the NBA. Okay. Uh, because I had a realistic coach. So he was like, a lot of guys want to go to the NBA, but it's other opportunities. So my dream was to go overseas, which I did, and to play in the D League, which is now the G League. Okay. So I went overseas. I haven't played in the G League yet. You won't get there. Mm-hmm. But I definitely have a handful of years to make that happen. Okay. I was also reading about you that you are now an author, and you have a book called Better Days. The Push to Be Great hashtag Better Days, yes. Okay. The Push to Be Great. One, I need to know where I can get a copy. You can get the copy of the book on Amazon. It's okay. on Amazon. You will see my face, and you will see me standing with a guy. That was shorter than me. That was like a big brother. And where, and where did the inspiration for the book come from? Uh, I really, I had a, uh, my daughter's godparent in Atlanta. He's like a big brother. He played with me in college. He was like, bro, you go through a lot and you really keep pushing. You need to tell your story. And he hit me. Let me go and start writing a book. Mm -hmm. So after I started writing a book, I had finished. And then the guy on the cover with me died. So it was like. I'm dedicating to him because it hurt so bad. And he helped me go overseas my first time. But I had to make sure I get out and let him know who he was and who the other people was. And that's how it became. Oh, I got to get a copy. So, guys, make sure you go get the book on Amazon. And you also said you're a dad. And you also said that you're a coach, correct? Mm -hmm. What is the best part about coaching? Uh, giving them an opportunity that I didn't have. Um, I met a couple of pro guys, but I didn't work out with pro guys like this. And with me being an overseas pro guy, they able to work out and see how hard I work and everything I do and what it takes to get to the next level. 
and they're able to say, I did meet a guy that took me out to eat or spent money on me or did something for me. And growing up in Memphis, you don't meet a lot of pro guys or coaches that can say they did this, they take them out to eat and invest in them. Okay. Um, and what would you say, do you have, being a coach, do you have a favorite quote, favorite line that you like to give your players before a game? Uh, my favorite word is sacrifice. Uh, I tell my team that all the time, sacrifice, because to win, you have to sacrifice for the next teammate or your brother. That means if he off, you have to sacrifice to be on. If he in foul trouble, you have to sacrifice to take the foul for him. If he's tired, you have to sacrifice to cover him. That word means a lot. And that, that word could also cover with family, work, job. So mm -hmm. I tell them that I don't think they really understand yet, but that's the word that I tell them a lot, sacrifice. And we tell them the three, the three quotes, play hard, play smart, have fun. If you do those three things, you will be successful no matter the outcome, win or lose. I know that's right. I had to write that down for myself sometimes. <laughs> so forgive me. And what would you say is your goals for the next five years? Next five years, uh, my goals would be uh, to continue to play professionally for mm -hmm. sure. It means I want to, at the next five years, if not all five, a good, good three, four years, I want to still play ball and make money. I plan on being engaged or married and having another child. And I plan on making sure my clothing line and my next couple books is out by then. Oh, nice. Ooh, I got to get hit with the clothing line and the next books that are coming up, but I'm definitely going to place an order. So now we're going to do this little thing called the hot seat. Currently watch the games now, right? Yeah, I do. Okay. Top five in the league right now. Top five in the league right mm -hmm. now. Uh, I'm going off of who I really like since they've been in the league, not what they're doing right now. So okay. it would be Russell Westbrook, Damian Lillard, Kevin Durant, Paul George, Steph Curry. Okay. Uh, honorary, my honorary all-time favorite is Dwayne Wade. Ooh, Flash himself, huh? Okay, yeah. who will win MVP? Uh, it's between Steph Curry. Uh... I don't know. I see Steph winning. He doing. He broke the three point record, and he just having fun doing it. Like he won the scoring title last year. And he's still doing it at the age of 33, 34. So it's hard to say, but I'm thinking it's gonna be Steph. Okay. And last but not least, who will play for the championship this year? Uh, that's hard to say because <laughs> so many teams look good in the NBA. Uh, the Bulls look real good. The only thing about the mm. Bulls is they don't have that experience, experience. But I really think it should be the Bulls because DeMar DeRozan got something to prove because he never been to the finals. So the Bulls and someone else. I'm going for the Bulls and someone else. I'm going for the Bulls from um, the East, but you know, Brian. Brian. <laughs> understand, understand. I have um, on my top five, I have LeBron, Curry, Katie, Giannis, and Jokic. I went off for yes, so as of right now. I definitely put those on my bed all the time when I bet on FanDuel. <laughs> <laughs> you got to you got to you got to especially Giannis the way he's playing right now I know you have to get back to your day do you have a game today good luck if you do um you, everyone three. Uh, make sure me, you uh, we're gonna get something to eat right now and then I'm gonna get ready for the game have a good game kill 
ish win. And everyone make sure you go purchase a copy of his book on Amazon. And thank you, D Wright, for coming on Sports Talk with C. Thank you for inviting me. Hopefully we can meet again. Of course, definitely. On my panel, I'll be reaching out. Okay, thank you. Have a nice day. You as well. Welcome back, guys. And we are going to do the Great Way segment. So for this week, I decided to do Elena Deladon. And the reason I chose her was on our live show on Saturday, the full 94. So make sure everyone tunes in at 10 o'clock. We stated a fun fact. And a fun fact about Miss Deladon is that she has a higher career free throw percentage than Steph Curry. I hope you are letting that sink in. Higher free throw percentage than Steph Curry. So let's just talk about her resilience. In 2004, she was the USA Today All-American. She went on to be highly scouted in high school. But guys, this is something great. In 2008, she dropped out of the Yukon Summer School Program for reasons of her and her family would only understand. So she decided to attend the University of Delaware, where she joined the volleyball team. And she leaded them to earn a spot in the NCAA tournament. She didn't join again. So in 2009, she joined the basketball team. She, when she started, she averaged 26.7 points a game and was the third highest of Division I basketball. On February 18th, 2010, she went off and she scored 50 points. She was named CAA Rookie of the Week six times in 2009 and 2010. She was also named CAA Player of the Year. In her sophomore year of college, she was faced with another testimony. She was diagnosed with Lyme disease. She may have struggled, but she did not give up, and she helped her team reach the finals in that conference And they also was invited to the women's NIT. Her junior year, she led the nation in scoring, averaging 28.1 points a game. She was invited to the 2013 WNBA draft, where she was selected number two overall to Chicago Sky. In 2015, she was named WNBA MVP scored 23.4 points a game and shot 95% from the free throw line. She was the fastest player to reach 3,000 points in the WNBA. She has six all-star appearances. She's a WNBA champion. She's a four-time all-WNBA team. She was the 2015 WNBA scoring champ, Honda Sports Award, and just recently, 
the WNBA top 25. So when we're discussing the great way, this is what it looks like. Regardless of all the trials and tribulations that one may go through, she still is greatness. I'm going to end it right there, guys. But remember, new episodes every Sunday at 4 o'clock. So make sure you tune in. Add Sports Talk with C on Facebook, Spotify, and Instagram. And stay tuned for next week. See who's got up next. C's out.